This is Doc Strange and the Dude. Hello there and welcome once again to the podcast that is Doc Strange and the Dude. I'm Doc Strange. And I'm the Dude. He is the Dude. He is. And the Dude is uh, talking to us through uh, the power of technology right now. He's uh, at the other side of the world could be somewhere very interesting but he's unable to do his usual thing so we're going to do a podcast and we're going to put it up there and and i hope that you can understand what it is we're talking about and um we've got to do this we've got to talk about steve bannon if you don't know who steve bannon is He's the guy that's basically behind the whole Trump campaign uh, that got him into power, uh, the Brexit campaign. He, he's behind it all. He's, he's a very clever guy that really knows his stuff. And people who don't know as much as he do, does go to him and he advises them. And um, he's been a little bit naughty. And when I say a little bit naughty, I mean really, really naughty. Um, we've known this for a long time. We've known that he's not particularly a good apple. He's not the kind of person that nice people have around. And he's got himself uh, caught with his fingers in the till. So I'm going to hand it over to my good friend, the dude, because, well, he's a lot more erudite than I am and definitely more sober. Go for it. Right. So, yes, Mr. Steve Bannon, as you say, the former advisor to the Trump campaign during the the original election of Donald Trump uh, has been indicted uh, in New York on fraud charges Woo-hoo! relating to the fundraising campaign of uh, build a border wall <laughs> uh, so they they came out with this grift called uh, we build the wall which was like a fundraiser for, for fascists to uh, donate money to their sort of go so let build. me stop you there it's a fundraiser by fascists for people who may or may not be fascists, but they are people who believe that a wall in between the United States of America and Mexico needs to be built. And the con was that they would uh, uh, get money off people using, I I don't know if it was GoFundMe or fundraiser, some fundraising website, uh, don't mean to mention that one, but whoever it was, they've Mm -hmm. they've done this way of to raise funds uh, saying that, Uh, 100% of the funds raised will go to building the wall. And so people who may be fascist and may be racist, but also normal people have given money to this. Right, go on. Yeah, so they raised $25 million uh, towards building the the Mexico wall. Uh, And as you say, very clearly said that none of the money was going to be going to them. Now, uh, a reporter... Uh, from, I think it was the Byline Times, um, which is a great newspaper. Really good. Really good. And and if you've not, yeah, if you've not looked up Byline Times, just look at it and maybe even subscribe to it because it's a really, it's a really good source of information and they research things to death. You get actual journalism from that newspaper. They do research into a story and get the facts and then, publish so with this one somebody contacted a reporter and said i'm a close friend of um this guy uh, colfidge who was one of the main partners of this uh consortium of, of, of fascists with including bannon yes yeah. and uh 
said basically he's he's bought himself a luxury yacht and a plane sort of thing from the money of this uh, this fundraiser. Uh, do you want to investigate? And so this reporter put together a story uh, along those lines and published. And Colfage, without reading the article, <laughs> reported it reported it to Facebook and reported it to uh, the, the uh, fact-checker website Snopes, saying, look at this fake news. And Snopes passed it on to the relevant Attorney General, who started up the investigation to prosecute him. They actually so dropped themselves. They dropped themselves in the shit. Yeah, because they were so confident over this line they've been doing about fake news, always attack a story. You know, you never accept anything. You know, la la la. And they've got used to getting away with running that counter narrative for so long, and also that Trump would probably bail them out if anything went wrong. For so long. They thought they were untouchable. Yeah, they got complacent. Yeah, exactly that. So now they're now they're in it, and it looks like uh, Bannon's got two charges uh, against him, which are let me think. One was conspiracy to. Hang on a second. I had it here a second ago. Um, I know that each each charge he has. Well, I'm carries just... a potential sentence of 20 years in prison, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking on uh, CNN, uh, Donald, Tr- Donald Trump's favourite website, and uh, it says here, Colfage, according to the charges, spent more than $350,000 of the donations on personal expenses, including cosmetic surgery, a luxury SUV, a golf cart, uh, payments towards a boat, home renovations, jewellery, personal tax payments and credit card yeah. debt. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's saying here you've got Bannon, uh, Colfage and two other defendants, which are uh, Andrew uh, Badan... Oh, Christ, I don't know this guy. Uh, Badalanto and Timothy Shear. I don't know those two guys at all. But they're all charged with one yeah. count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. Yeah. 20 years for each of them charges. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And Tr- Trump says, I feel but very badly, um, speaking at the White House after Bannon's arrest. He said, I feel very badly. Um, should I, I try and do the voice? I don't think I can do the voice, but... Uh, ah, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to be able to... I'd love to be able to... I can't do it. Um, he's, he said he's been dealing with, uh, with Bannon for a very long time, he said, uh, noting that he was involved in the campaign for the pres- presidency. Um, but he's, he tries to pass it off and say that it was just for a small part of the administ- administration very early on. But, uh, yeah, they were good buddies until they fell out and they had a really good falling out where uh, Trump said yeah. Bannon looks like he's a homeless person and um, Bannon said something about uh, Trump being uh, m- most un- un- what, what was it? Uh, untrustworthy and he, re- he reckons he's worth billions but he- he's more likely worth 50 million uh, and, and he's-, he's got that for ripping people off so yeah, yeah I-, I think Go on. I mean it's hard for Trump to deny the relationship given that he was essentially his campaign manager <laughs> before he was elected yeah but also, there are numerous photos of Bannon in the Oval Office giving advice to Trump, 
taking yeah. part in all of those early meetings and so forth. You can't say that he was a fringe element. But this is he exciting. Really was. He was a key player. It's really exciting because, you know, only um, uh, just, well, for, for the general election, uh, he, Bannon was meeting with Boris Johnson uh, and they were talking yeah. about how they were going to get him into um, into uh, 10 Downing Street. Um, so he obviously he listened to that because that worked. Um so yeah, I mean, and where where is Boris? By the way, uh, I was in yeah. uh, Checkers a couple of days ago. Was it yesterday? I can't remember. I don't know it might have been yesterday. What day is it today? Yeah, yesterday I think. I don't even know what day. Yeah, um, I I went to I went to Checkers to see if uh, if he was there, and uh, there was a big police contingent um, from uh, from Thames Valley Police. And I spoke to a bronze commander who was absolutely lovely. We had a really good chat. And uh, she mm -hmm. couldn't say, of course, that he was or he wasn't. Uh, but I would suggest by um, her demeanour and, and that of the other police officers there that uh, Boris Johnson was not in residence at Chequers. And people that have spoken about uh, Scotland... Uh, nor is he in Scotland, where he claimed to be. Uh, Boris Johnson has yeah. been off the radar for the last uh, week and a half. Um, mind you, I do I do struggle with with time these days. I can't tell the difference between a couple of days and a week because lockdown and everything has really uh, scrambled my brain. But um, I think I'm the same. Yeah, but but isn't it a bit of a coincidence that a friend of Bannon, uh, Boris Johnson, who's disappeared? Uh, at the same time this has happened, and I'm not saying that there's any correlation, but but one correlation is that apparently it's Stanley Johnson's 80th birthday, and Stanley Johnson went to Greece. Uh, was it a month and a half ago? Um, and he said mm -hmm. that he had to anti he had to COVID proof his villa in Greece, and he he managed to nip over there uh, surreptitiously, uh, not direct. I think he went to Sofia first, uh, and uh, and in Bulgaria, is that right? And then he went over to. Um, uh, Greece, and when he was caught out, he was making out, oh, yeah, one of COVID proof. But I wonder if maybe he was actually just getting the house ready for his uh, grandchild to come and visit. Um, oh, for, baby proofing. Yeah, yeah, for his 80th birthday. Because nobody knows where Boris is, but I did a little poll on Twitter um, at giving the, the, the choices. Uh, he's up in Scotland midge hunting. Uh, he's he's uh, visiting his dad in Greece for his, birth, for his dad's birthday, or he's hiding in a fridge in in Chequers. Only eleven percent uh, chose Chequers. Uh, I think it was something like eighty nine percent chose Greece, and nobody chose Scotland, uh, where he's supposed no. to be. So it just goes to show nobody believes a word that comes out of uh, Boris Johnson's mouth, unless of course they have suffered severe brain damage. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'd like to just, just go back to yeah, to, to yeah, Bannon let's go for back a second. To, yeah, yeah, I think um, what is going to be interesting in I mean, obviously, you know, it's fascinating to see the American side of it, but in terms of the impact that it has on the UK side for us, is it opens up those questions, as you say, about funding channels because yeah. Bannon has been a key advisor on funding for Boris certainly. Um, but also think back to the Brexit party. Yeah. When that first opened up and it was, you'd, 
you join, you don't become a member of the Brexit Party. You're just a donor to the Brexit Party. You don't have any voting rights, any membership rights, anything like that. And I think it, it, it opens up a lot of those transparency and funding questions for political purposes in our country as well. Yeah, and they had a lot of... I mean, the BBC... A lot of BBC donations, did a, a didn't they? whole feature piece. Yeah. The BBC did a whole feature piece on this Build-A-Wall uh, campaign that Bannon was raising money for. I didn't see that because um, I don't have a licence. Yeah, they did. A, they did. A, they gave him like a whole piece filmed on the Mexico-Texas border by, you know, some of the early construction to, to completely legitimise that fundraising uh, campaign. So the BBC were complicit in it. From our side, in terms wow. of they they, pla- gave, they gave them a platform for this, and there has to be serious questions that are asked of the BBC about their impartiality, about who took the editorial decision to 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 give the go ahead for that piece, because the piece itself was a, just a, atrocious, just an absolute propaganda piece. Well, that's not like the BBC supporting fascism. Well, quite, but again, it raises these very serious questions about just where your money is going and maybe it will roll over a bit more and we start getting a little bit more scrutiny paid to all the PPE contract. Yeah, well... Sorry. Yeah, so, okay, we'll move on to her in a second, but exactly what you were saying about uh, the donations that go into the Brexit party and I think they were all under £10,000. I might be wrong, but they were all under a limit... 500. Is it 500? Yes. 500. Right. So so it's 499 pound. And if you donate that amount, then it doesn't need to be looked into by um, the government. Right. So HMIC doesn't need to look into it if it's under a certain amount of money. And so if somebody wants to donate, I don't know, let's say a million, for instance, they'd have to break it down into all those 499 pounds. Um, and each individual donation then is seen separate and it doesn't get locked into. Well, there's a lot of people that donated to the Brexit party, uh, and then when it folded, uh, they didn't get their money back, did they? No, they, no. They, they, they... No, well, they, they didn't fold. What they did is they just withdrew all the candidates. All oh, right. Okay. So, aside from, you know, you, like, Joe Bloggs off the street could make a donation yeah. and say, here's, you know, 50 quid or whatever. For people that said, no, I want to stand as a candidate for the Brexit party to become an MP, yeah. right? And they had to pay, they had to pay, I think it was a thousand pounds, like application fee. And then there was some other fees and stuff they had to do. And then they were told if they wanted to be considered, they had to turn up to all these different events so that all the cameras caught these massive crowds in the audience. Yeah. And then what, a week before the general election, Farage cut a deal with Boris. That's right. Stood down all those and stood down all the candidates. And for, the, the, the way they found out was when the BBC told him on the news. Yeah, so we, we were saying it was for a peerage and he said he wasn't going to do it for a peerage. But um, And I'm not sure what he got. And that's why I'm asking you, because you know more than I do about it. But, um, but yeah, a lot of people were up in arms. And I think a printer had, had spent a fortune printing all banners and leaflets and everything else and he didn't get paid but uh, anyway that's that's irrelevant so uh, but yeah it, it all goes to um people taking money um that they, they shouldn't be what's it in, in inappropriately raising funds and then there's like the, yeah. our government what they're doing is they are giving 
contracts to people who haven't even been to tender. They're giving they're giving contracts to companies who've basically just been formed and have got no track record. Uh, and then we've got uh, Dido Hardon, uh, sorry, Dildo Hardon. Sorry, what's her name? Yeah. Dido Harding. Sorry, I got it all confused there. Yeah, so Dido Harding, uh, she used to run Talk Talk, and did she get a wooden spoon or something for being the worst possible customer service company? No, or? she was in charge. She was in charge of Talk Talk during their largest ever data breach. Right. So she's rubbish with technology. Yep. On the back of that, they put her in charge of. Organising the track and trace system, which oh, doesn't work, didn't work. Then, how, how much so was it, that? So, how much was it? Ten billion. Yeah, yeah. So, it, uh, uh, so on top of that, the, the the award for that is to now dismantle Public Health England and merge it with the, the track and trace department. So she's now in charge of that as well. So originally it was Circo, and Circo made a, a big balls up of of it. Uh, what did she have to? Do, what did she have to do with Circo? Uh, well, Serco are the company that are running the track and trace. Yeah. That didn't work. No. But they've also had contracts for PPE, which they haven't delivered on. No. Uh, as well. Um, I think someone did the calculation the other day that so far this government's wasted, like since George, Boris Johnson's come to power, he's wasted something along the lines of £80 billion. Pounds. Yeah. When they could have just they could they could have gone to Ireland and 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 got the the app that works uh, for free I think uh, I think the Irish said it cost something like eight hundred twenty seven thousand um, yeah. to get well, the app done. What we what we'll have to do now is because local councils have taken it among themselves to just do their own thing because the government's one doesn't work. Yeah, you've now got you know umpteen other, you know, different ones all going at the same time, that they're going to have to try and tally all that information together yeah, um, uh, and see if they can get some kind of coherent result from it because it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the fact, you know, it's like you have one job and that's to keep us alive. Yeah. You know, and well, we, the, we... App has, the app has one job yeah. and... It doesn't do that one job. So can we have our money back, please? Yeah, so where we are now, we we are looking at uh, basically people that owe us money. Uh, you've, you know, yeah. Bannon, Bannon owns, owes lots of money, 25 million to people who in good faith paid um, for whatever reason, whatever the reasons were to have a wall built, what, you know, xenophobic or, you know, racist or whatever. Um you know, whatever he he needs to pay that money back because they've not used it uh, properly. They've inappropriated it, um, and then you've got this country, the United Kingdom, where we've got Dido Hardin, who's got a terrible track record. She's just been given ten billion to do what she likes, um, to 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 spend on however it is she's going to start messing about with the the NHS. Um, yeah. They let always just, a lot. They always a on, lot of money. On, on PPE alone, yeah. right? Let me just give you some of the numbers. Yeah, go on. 200, 252 million to Ayanda Capital for PPE not delivered. No. One hundred eighty-six million. One hundred eighty-six million to Uniserve not delivered. One hundred sixteen million to P fourteen Medical Supplies, a company that has assets of one hundred forty-five pounds 
How did they get a contract for £116 million? Well, the Tory, do- Tory friends, aren't they? The friends, donors, exactly. relatives. Surprisingly, they've delivered nothing. No. £108 million to Pest Fix. Pest yeah. Fix, right? They've got 16 employees. They've got a £108 million contract for PPE. Surprisingly, they've delivered none. No, and they've never done that before. I think they met rat traps, don't they? Yeah, yeah. £107 million to clambourne agencies who make sweets. Yeah, they're in Bournemouth, I PPE. think. PPE. Are they in Bournemouth? PPE not delivered. Yeah. 40 million, Medicine Box. Yeah. Not delivered. 48 million, Initia Ventures. Registered itself as dormant in March. Yeah. And then was given a £48 million contract. Not delivered. 28 million to Monarch Acoustics. They make shop furniture. Surprisingly, they've not made any masks. £25 million to Lux Lifestyle. No employees, no assets, no turnover got awarded £25 million contracts. And surprisingly, nothing delivered. £18 million to Avantis Solutions. Total assets, £332. No, nothing delivered. £10 million to Medco Solutions. They, they became a company three days after lockdown with a share capital of £2 and then were given a £10 million contract. A three-day-old company with a £2 worth of assets given a £10 million contract. Now I've, I've got to say because so I, I I like to be you know the devil's advocate and uh, and and try to you know play the part of well not try to play I mean I am I am the common man you know I I, I do research as much as possible uh, but the problem that I've got is my brain's all over the place and when it comes to recalling data I get confused because I'm an entertainer I'm a comedian I'm a magician I'm a I'm I'm a professional idiot and and so this. What we're dealing with is we're dealing with uh, government and uh, and its masters who are just interested in, in money. They're not interested in our welfare, <clears throat> the improving the country. Uh, we've had 10 years of austerity, and yet the Tories are still banging on about, you know, the damage that Labour did, you know. Uh, I've just watched, yeah. and I'm absolutely horrified, I've just watched the Maureen Lippmann um, advert where she's talking on the telephone and she's absolutely slagging off Labour, calling him anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, but it apparently it was out in December 2019. I've never seen it before. I watched it half an hour ago and that's what made me want to call you because I am fucking disgusted. I used to think she was a great actress and, and if you've not seen it, uh, well, you'll find it on my... Uh, Twitter feed at Chris Doc Strange. It's on there. If it's just mind mind boggling bollocks that she's talking, um, and it just sounds like a Tory party um, advertisement. But where we are at the moment, these people, and I, I don't even like calling them people, but th- these monsters actually are ripping off this country big time. So, you know, dear listener, when you're out working and you get your wage packet and all your tax has been taken from there, that's that's what they're spending. So, you know, when you struggle a little bit because you've not earned as much as you thought you have, well, that money is being pissed up the wall by uh, the Conservatives and they're, they're just wasting it. All this PPE that we needed and the personal protective equipment that all the nurses and the doctors and everybody needed during the COVID crisis. And by the way, we're in the second wave. So, you know, be careful out there. All these masks. How would you, how would you just say, oh, well, do you know what? We've got, how much money have we got to spend? Oh, unlimited. We've got unlimited money to spend. We need to get all this stuff in order. Oh, okay. Who are we going to get it from? Well, uh, 
if we put it to tender, and that means advertise that we need people to uh, suppliers, companies, uh, if we do that, that's a bit of a pain. It's a bit of a pain in it because you've got to go through it. You've got to, you've got to look at who's who's applying for it, and then you've got to vet them, and, and then you've got to check this stuff, and it, oh, what a nightmare. Um, or, or... I know this guy, he's a friend of a friend, or or he's a relative, or he's a Tory do- donor. Why don't we just contact him? Because he reckons he can do it. Yeah, yeah, just how much does he want? Oh, 108 million, 200 million, this, that, whatever. Yeah, just give it to him. Just give it to him because we don't need the hassle because we're too busy fucking over the British public with the whole Brexit thing. So we haven't got time to mess about with that. Let's just give them the money. They'll sort it out. Brilliant. Uh... Have we got anything from them? No, we haven't. Oh, well, they're struggling like everyone else. Never mind. Let's just write that one off. But they're writing them all if off. You, yeah, if you look at the contracts that they actually gave these companies as well, it actually says in there that, they're, you know, like, for example, on the track and trace, there's no, the, the company has no actual obligation no. to give any data over. Yeah, they don't, they don't need to, so, they don't need to supply. What the, yeah, and that's the thing with this with this PPE. What they've written into the contract is is they've not fixed the time scale for when the PPE needs to be delivered. So at the minute, while all the uh, resources are expensive, these companies are going, yeah, no, we'll, we'll just hold back. We'll wait for the wholesale prices to drop again, and then we'll buy everything and make it then, maybe. I, I don't, I don't even know if out. this is a fair comparison, but dear listener, I'm not trying to patronise you. That means talking down to you like you're stupid. Imagine <laughs> it's one of my favourite gags, and I apologise. Um, <laughs> if uh, if you if you got a build around and you needed an extension, and the and you know they give you an estimate and they say, oh, well, you know it's thirty five grand, and I'm actually talking from experience here. Uh, and the builder said it's thirty five grand, and and when it comes to the end uh, of the whole build and everything, it it, it works out that it's nearer uh, seventy five thousand uh, pounds. That's what happened with us, and we spent all our savings, um, uh, put everything on credit card, and it took me until January this year to clear my debts, and I worked like a bastard to to clear my debts, and that was in January. And uh, by the end of January, I was completely skint. I went to Blackpool Magic Convention uh, in February, and I think I had about 300 quid to spend. Um, and so I was being really frugal. And luckily, a lot of people liked me, and they bought me drinks and everything, and, and it was cool. Um, but imagine if I'd been given this quote by the builder, and he said, it's £35,000, uh, and we want the money up front. And you go, oh, okay. And, it's, and you give him the money. And then he says, oh, it turns out that the price of bricks and cement is, is a lot more expensive than we expected it to be. Um, we're just going to wait and see for the price to uh, come down, right? Well, that wouldn't, we wouldn't be happy with that, would we? we? You'd be like, well, I've just given you the money. Are you going to fucking build this or not? Oh, well, yeah, we can't. Yeah, we're just going to have to wait. But I need this extension built now. I need it now. That's why I'm no. Well, we just yeah. you know, what can you do? You know, we can't get the well, bricks. Um, we can't get the we can't get the help. And you'd say, well, give me my money back. What we should be doing now to the government is saying, give us our fucking money back. Yeah, in terms of the legislation, that means it didn't have to go to tender. That legislation is 
is on the basis that this is an emergency need for the country. So therefore, how can you not put a deadline production date on the contracts for it? And yeah. say, you know, if you don't get it done in this time because it's a medical emergency for national security and you know national well-being, yeah. then you know there's going to be penalty clauses. There's no penalty clauses in any of these contracts. It's just yeah, when you can get it to us, we realise that you know it's a weird situation. You might not be able to source all the materials, so get it to us as soon as you can, though. Mm. And it's like, well, that's just on a you know, oh yeah, fingers crossed then. You know, uh, it's a fairy promise. It's, it's, it's worth nothing. No. So what we need to do um, is we need to make a noise. If 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 you, dear listener, are not particularly happy with what's going on in the world, you know, you need to protest. And I understand that being by yourself, alone, you don't know where to go, what to do, you don't want to look foolish... You can start by just grabbing some chalk and just chalking three point five percent on the on the floor and here, there, and everywhere. Um, and that's a that's a small stand. What you could do is, if you wanted to, you could write to your local MP and you could tell them how disgusted you are by the way that uh, funds are misappropriated and spent on um, things that don't arrive. And you know, the government talks about. Uh, Illegal immigrants, so you know people coming over here. When I say the government, I mean you know newspapers, the government mouthpieces. They're all going on about these people that are in desperate need for help, and there's no such thing as an illegal immigrant. You, you, you're if you're an asylum seeker or whatever, and you've got to come to a place where you think it's safe. Uh, then that's fine. You should be welcome with open arms. But where we are at the moment, uh, we've got newspapers and media blaming them for all our financial wars, when we've got a government who are just pissing money away. You know, when I go out, if I go out to a restaurant or whatever, I try to get the best deal possible. If I can get a discount, that's great. And it just goes to show, everyone's doing that with the Boris voucher. They're all doing it during August. They're all going out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I know my daughters are waitresses and they have not been busy. It's unbelievable. And the people that are going out for these meals and they're getting 50% off are acting like real twats. Like... They want everything brought to them. They want to treat my daughters like shit, right? Because they're getting this 50% off and they're, oh, I come here and... Uh, and they're just giving people attitude. These people do not realise or do not remember that we were stuck in lockdown not too long ago and we're going to be going into lockdown again and we should appreciate this time of freedom that we've got. But do you know what? When you try to get the best deal possible, you do that because you want to save a bit of money, Right. You know people that don't give a shit. They'll go out and they'll spend two, three, four hundred quid on a weekend. And you look at them and you go, my God, you're mental. They're driving around in cars that they don't really own. They're always paying off uh, HP. You know, they always have to have the latest gear, all the fancy trainers and all that. And these people just piss money up the wall. That's the government. That's what they're doing. They're not... They're not trying to get us the best deal. They're not trying to look after us. They're not trying to make sure that we're fed well. All they're trying to do is piss our money up the wall and 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 cover over it using things like the Boris voucher or the furlough. Germany is offering. They're actually doing a, a, a universal. What do they call it? The universal. Um, basic income. Basic, basic income. Universal basic income. The the UBI yeah. right. So the universal basic income. Germany's doing it, £1,000 a month to help people out. 
in this country, they're making out like it's such a big deal. You can't do something like that. So uh, we're going to talk about that on the next podcast. But all I'm going to say is, if you think that the government is wasting your money, talk to us. Contact me on Twitter at Chris Doc Strange. You can get uh, the dude at Holy Mole uh, on Twitter. We need your feedback, okay? We are now being published on all the different podcasts. We're all over the place now, uh, except for Google. I'm, I'm struggling to get us on Google Podcasts. I'm working on it. But we're on Apple. We're, we're on all the big um, formats. Uh, and so, and, and Spotify, my favourite. So, you know, yeah. get in touch. Talk to us. Tell us what you think. Give us your feedback, what you think about it. Even if you can't take to the streets with a placard in your hand or, or write to your MP or whatever, at least you can do is talk to us and tell us what you think we should talk about. Tell us your experiences. Communicate with us because we're interested. We want to know what you think. Um, and, and one last thing. Brexit voters, you're not bad people. Just because you voted for Brexit, just because you thought it was a good idea, doesn't make you a bad person, especially if you've realised that things are not going the way uh, everybody expected and you're not getting what was promised. Talk to us, because we're here for you. Anyway, that's it. Have you got anything final to say, uh, dude, before we go? No, I'm sure we'll be back soon. There's always plenty going on for us to talk about. Oh, we will, we will. We thought we'd do this very one, uh, this one very quickly. Uh, I've had a couple of beers. Uh, I just thought I'd have a little chat. And um, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please get in touch. Give us a like, give us a share. And uh, we hope to get in touch with you one day. Just just talk to us. My name is Chris Doc Strange. He is... The Dude. He's the Dude. And uh, we are Doc Strange and the Dude. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you got something out of this. Have a wonderful day. Be kind to yourself. And just remember, not everybody's out to get you. Just the Tory government. Bye for now. (laughs) Bye for now.
Clarity in a world gone mad, you can tweet at Chris Doc Strange or at Holy Mole. Doc Strange and the Dude is a Strange Mole production.